Hello everyone and welcome back to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley and the Forge is narrated for me to talk about magic, commander, and well, anything else that I want to. Now, I want to start off today's episode with talking about secret lairs. And I will get into the June super drops, but first I kind of want to preface this with when secret lairs were first a thing, I was not a fan and I can trace that back to The Walking Dead. But the reason I didn't like The Walking Dead has since been rescinded. So originally when it was just, these are functionally unique cards that will not have a magic equivalent and will never see a reprint was what I had an issue with. But now with the Universes Beyond stuff going on and those things actively getting in-universe cards, I honestly don't hate them anymore. And to top that off, I'm kind of okay with secret layers in general. They're not going to be for everyone, but if there's one that comes out that you like and you have the 40 or 50 bo bucks to spend, then yeah, go ahead. That That's basically it. I don't see an issue with secret layers anymore. Now, do I wish we could get some more spicy reprints in the Secret Lairs? Sure, but that is an issue for another day. So, we now have our June Super Drop. And we're going to get into that. And first up in the June Super Drop is Artist Series Vulcan Baga. This comes with Elspeth Knight Errant, Patron Wizard Berserk, and Voldaren Enchantress. Honestly, I I don't hate this. Uh, for the most part, I like the Berserk and the Elspeth. And the Verduin Enchantress looks pretty cool too. Patron Wizard is, well, Patron Wizard. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah. All very beautiful arts. By Vulcan Baga. Then after that we have our artist series Chris Ron. Which comes with the Primeval Titan. Huntmaster of the Fells. Which flips into Ravager of the Fells. Platinum Angel. And Kozilek the Great Distortion. Again beautiful arts. But more importantly, that reprint of Kozilek and Huntmaster of the Fells. I actually kind of really like this one, and I might be getting that one. Uh, after Chris Ron, we have artist series Livia Prima. Uh, and I know this was one that was getting some chatter because... It has a Micaeus the Unhallowed in it, but it also has a Chroma Angel of Wrath, Glissa Sunseeker, and Olivia Mobilized for War. And I notice her art style is very foreground. Like, the main character is like right in the foreground, almost like a portrait. I actually kind of really like the art. I just don't know if I actually want any of those cards, or have a use for any of those cards. Uh, after the artist series, we get into, well, the first of, it's the Tokyo Lands. Uh, 
it's it's cool you know they're in japanese they have like famous artscapes of places in japan i just don't i don't really like basic lands in secret layers because i don't want to pay you know 30 to 50 dollars for five basic lands and that's about all i'm gonna mention there next we have rule the room which is a collection of four legendary creatures. We have Arcanus the Omnipotent, Queen Marchesa, Brimaz, King of Oroskos, and the Savra, Queen of the Golgari. I, I mean, it's cool art. Uh, the stick here is that they're all royalty from their perspective planes or sets. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like this mostly to get the. Uh, the Brimas, honestly, but uh, I'm still undecided. Uh, let's see. Then we have, ah, yes, the special guest Kellogg's Loops foil, uh, foil edition. Uh, Kellogg's Loops is a artist, an artist that uh, has not actually worked with wizards before, uh, but gorgeous art the uh the number one notable reprint here is going to be mystic remora uh, but like retreat to core helm is a combo piece in a lot of decks burgeoning is a pretty decent reprint and then we have a utopia sprawl yeah and that's kind of that's kind of it uh obviously you can get like the the bundle bundle which is a lot of money or the full of foils bundle which is a lot of money or the non-foil bundle which is still a lot of money or you can just pick and choose what you want now looking at this one there is the ability to just kind of pick and choose what you want foil or non-foil uh, that I believe is up until July 11th for pre-order uh, but you also do have the Pride 2022 available for another 11 days, 12 days, something like that. And they're working on the Astrology Lands. So far, they have Gemini, Taurus, up right now. But I do believe there's also, uh, yep, Aries, Pisces, Aquarius, and Capricorn. Uh, I don't really see me getting any of these. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of it in the land of Secret Lairs. And, yeah. That's kind of my thoughts on Secret Lairs right now. Uh, that's going to do it for this part of the podcast. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about uh, something new that I'm working on. I'll be right back. Hey, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Patreon. I know times are hard for everybody. And I know it isn't easy to shuffle around bills and stuff. Believe me, I know that. But... If you would like to help support the podcast and me, 
you can find the links to my Patreon in my link tree, which is always put into the description of either the video or the audio, wherever you're listening to it. It would really mean the world to me. Honestly, I'm just struggling to make ends meet most weeks, but that's it. That's all. If you want to help, the links will be where you can find them. All right, now, welcome back. A few weeks ago, with Nuka Pena coming out, I built the new Urabrask, Heretic Praetor. And I built the deck around just turboing my graveyard into my exile pile, for, for better of lack of better words. Well, with the new... Commander Legends, Battle for Baldur's Gate, Commander decks, uh, Faldorn, the Dreadwolf Herald, is the helm of the red-green deck that wants you to exile stuff. So, Faldorn, Dreadwolf Herald, is a 3-3 human druid for one, a red and a green, and whenever you cast a spell from exile or a land enters the battlefield under your control from exile, you create a 2-2 green wolf creature token. You can pay one, tap it, and discard a card to exile the top card of your library, and you may play that card this turn. Well, Urbrask Heretic Praetor is 3 red red for a 4-4 Phyrexian Praetor with haste. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn, and at the beginning of each play opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead they exile the top card of their library, they may play it this turn. So, honestly, there's a lot here that came out of the Urbrask deck. Like, one of the main proponents of the Urbrask deck was Layla the Blade Reforged. Two and a red for a 2-2 Spirit Warrior with haste. Whenever Layla the Blade Reforged attacks, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. And whenever one or more cards are put into exile from your library and or your graveyard, put a plus one plus one counter on Layla. Uh, things like Itali, Primal Storm, for red red for a 6-6 Elder Dinosaur. Whenever Itali, Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of the spells from among those cards without paying their mana cost. Uh... Things like Vance's Blasting Cannons. Three and a red for a legendary enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. If it's an online card, you may cast a card this turn. Whenever you cast your third spell in a turn, you may transform Vance's Blasting Cannons, and it becomes the Spitfire Bastion. It's a legendary land. It taps for red, and you can pay two and a red and tap it to deal three damage to target creature or player. <sighs> but then it's just kind of... A lot of the little things that came out of there that go into this deck. Like Furious Rise. Two and red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, if you control a creature with power four or greater, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until you exile, an exile another card with Furious Rise. While it's less reliable to hit this with Feldorn because she's only at 3 3, it still warrants being in this deck. Uh, Wild Magic Sorcerer is 3 and a red for a 4-3 Orc Shaman with the first spell you cast from Exile. Each turn has Cascade. 
Reckless Impulse, one in a red for a sorcery, exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. Light up the stage, three in a red for a sorcery, exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. It has a spectacle cost of a red, so you can pay that if anybody took damage. Rob the Archives is one in a red for a sorcery with casualty one. Exile the top two cards of your library, you may play those cards this turn. Gavantic Relay is two in a red for a sorcery. Exile the top cards of your library. During your next turn, you may play that card. It has Storm. But there's a few things that came in the pre-con that I kind of want to... Not necessarily go over all of them, but the things that are in there that help her trigger her abilities. Uh... Like, I have a fight rigging set aside for this. Two in a green for an enchantment with hideaway five. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Then, if you control a creature with power seven or greater, you may play the exiled cards without paying its mana cost. Going back to the Furious Rise, this helps Feldorn trigger that. Uh, Search for Tomorrow is two in a green for a sorcery. Search your library for a basic land card and put it on the battlefield and shuffle. But more importantly, it has Suspend 2 for a green. So suspending it exiles it with time counters. Time 1 comes off at the beginning of each of your upkeeps. And then when the last one comes off, you cast it. Uh, or things like Terramorph, which is 3 and a green for a sorcery to search your library for a basic land card, put it under the battlefield and then shuffle. But it has Rebound. So that means if you cast the spell from your hand, you exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you cast the card from exile without paying its mana cost. Uh, Bloodbraid Elf is two, a red and a green for a 3-2 Elf Berserker with haste. And the next keyword we're going to focus on, Cascade. So whenever you cast it, you reveal until you hit a non-land card with a CMC less than that spell, and then you may cast that spell. Everything else gets randomly put on the bottom. And the last thing in there is... Flynn uh, Kelly Hunter is 5 green green for a 7-7 seven, seven Scorpion Scout. But it has an adventure for 1 and a green... You can exile target creature card from your graveyard until the end of your next turn. You may cast that card. And then once you cast that adventure, it goes on an adventure, which means it's exiled until you cast the creature side. So all in all, the deck, I don't have it done yet, but it will essentially focus on exiling things and, well... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just exiling things and getting things out of exile and having some fun with it. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, don't really have much more. It's just kind of been a long week. And yeah, I guess I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. All of my links can be found in my link tree in the description below. I would like to thank Ian Foss and Cody Mulpey of the band The Crypt for allowing me to use music for my opening and ending, along with Nate and Erica Jacobs for making my original logo, and I would also like to thank Christina McNichol for creating my new logo. 
and I'll see you next time.